today's broadcast, we're going to answer the question, was Bethlehem randomly chosen for the birthplace of Jesus? We know the Bible study very clearly. I'm going to read it for you today. And just sit back and relax as we start Luke 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar, Augustus, that all the world should be taxed and registered. So they all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. They went to Bethlehem. Let's go back and look at Bethlehem a little closer. Let's look at the two characters we have. In this story, we have Mary and Joseph. Mary is betrothed. That means she is engaged to be married to Joseph. And we found her now with child. She has not been married. So this child is out of wedlock. And it said it came when they went to Bethlehem for the child to be born. And that means she has been pregnant now for nine months. She came from a small town of Nazareth. And Nazareth is a very, very small town. And being an unwed mother, she had to do, put up with ridicule, disgust. She had to be put aside. People would look at her and snare at her and, and said, how can you be pregnant and not married? That was the ultimate taboo in that time and place. And now we have Joseph in the same way. How can you get your wife pregnant out of wedlock? That is not allowed in the Jewish tradition. You are unworthy to be a man. You are unworthy to have a job. And he also has been ridiculed and been mistreated in the town of Nazareth. So both of them are in their hometown and they have been mistreated. And now they have to get up and go to Bethlehem. Another small town. And as they go to another small town, they find that they had no room in the inn. When I grew up, I understood it meant that there were so many people that they were unable to house them. But I wonder today, if they have been mistreated, have they have been just looked down upon, that nobody would take them in because they were outcasts. I just wonder that today. We have two young people who have been outcast and they are just miserable in their lives. But they both have one thing in common. Mary was visited by an angel, Gabriel, and the angel says, you will be 
become pregnant by God himself, Mary saw an angel of the Lord. Mary's love for God was so outstanding that she told Gabriel, be do unto me what you will, because I am your maidservant. What a humble spirit. She knew that if she got pregnant out of wedlock, that she would be un, whole life just ridiculed, looked down upon, mistreated, and shunned from many activities. And you got to admit, sometimes today, as a Christian in the United States, we feel that we have been shunned from things. You look at the news and sometimes they said that the Christians have been left out or even more intensely investigated than other people. The season is coming when the Christian walk of life is going to be under more scrutiny. But Mary saw an angel of the Lord. Now back to Joseph. Joseph also was being an upright man, and it says that he wanted to put away Mary. That means divorce her before they were married and and say, hey, this is not my child. Because he understood that when he would raise a child who was out of wedlock, that they would be neglected. They would be shunned. But an angel of the Lord came to Joseph and said, take Mary to be your wife. And he listened to the Lord. So here is Mary and Joseph going from Bethlehem, I mean from Nazareth to Bethlehem, knowing that their life is going to be full of despair, anxiety, and just mistreatment, and but they had an encounter with God. And they would come back to that encounter and know that God promised them that he would raise up Jesus to be the salvation of mankind. Was Bethlehem randomly chosen? Well, let's go back and look at this very closely. Let's go to Genesis. That's the first book of the Bible. Could God have planned that Jesus be born in Bethlehem all the way back in Genesis? Let's look and see what some kind of clues that we have. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, it says, This is at the, this is at the garden. Adam and Eve have taken a bite of the apple. They have committed the first sin. And there is the devil himself in the form of a serpent. And he is so gleeful. He is so happy that he got man to break away from the intimate relationship with God. He is just gloating. And God comes in the cool of the day and says this to the enemy. God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and 
you shall bruise his heel. Here it is. All the way back in Genesis chapter 3, God has outlined a plan that the seed of a woman, that means a child is going to come from a woman, and he shall crush the head of the enemy. He shall crush the head of Satan himself. And all the power that Satan has is to bruise his heel. Can you see now that Adam and Eve had an encounter with God even after they sinned? In the cool of the day, God came and said that out of you, O woman, is going to be a seed that will crush Satan all the way back in Genesis. Let's continue on. Let's look at Genesis chapter 49, and it says this, The scepter shall not depart from Judea, and the lawgiver from between his feet, and to him shall be all the obedience of the people. So here in chapter 49, God is not only saying the seed of a woman, but he is saying it's going to be the tribe of Judah. And what tribe is, what tribe is Joseph from? Judah. God had this outline all the way back in Genesis. 400 years later, let's look at Micah. And it says this in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. It says, But you, Bethlehem, though you are little among thousands of Judea, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be a ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from of old and from everlasting. God had planned that the seed of a woman, all the way back in Genesis, 400 years later, he's saying, out of the tribe of Judah, this is planned. And now God has worked the, the, the Caesar Augustus. The Romans have placed roads. The Romans have placed a way for people to travel internationally like never before. These Roman roads still exist today. And now, at the fullness of time, Caesar says, I am going to take a census. And God moves Joseph and Mary out of Nazareth to go to Bethlehem. That is Judah, the tribe of Judah. And it says in Micah, out of Bethlehem shall come the ruler the wise men in Matthew said, they said to King Herod, he said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Do you see how God had this plan all work together hundreds of years? And if you can place yourself in Mary, or you can place yourself in the Joseph, and you feel that little old you have nothing to offer, that God has forgotten you, go back for a second and look at the story of Christmas that out of Bethlehem 
It was promised hundreds of years, and it took God's plan that he had devised in ages before ages, before time existed. He had a plan that Bethlehem would be the birthplace. That same love, that same care he has for you. He wants you to know that he loves you with such intent The story of the prodigal son is a father who waited every night for his son to come back. He waited every night faithfully. And when the son came back, he did not have a rod. He did not have a stick. He did not have shackles. He had priestly and kingly robes ready to shower his lost son with all the riches all the riches he said welcome home my son the son was in despair if you feel that you're in despair that you feel that you're forgotten if you feel that you've been ridiculed by mankind that you're standing there and you have nothing to offer God is standing and saying, come home. My promises for you are not forgotten. I will restore you. I will give back what the enemy has taken. I had a plan for Jesus. It took centuries. I also had a plan for you before time exists. And I want you to come back to me. Come back to me. I won't punish you. I will love you. I will love you. And what did the wise men do when they came back? When they actually found Jesus, they completed the the journey across deserts to find the star at Bethlehem. They found Jesus in Bethlehem. They didn't say, oh, we made it. They did not congratulate themselves. They did not have a party like an athlete who accomplished a goal. They did not say they were the best. They fell down in Matthew chapter 2 and they worshiped him because the love of God is so awesome. It just takes away all the concerns of the world. His love envelopes you. His love surrounds you. His love comforts you. And you fall down and just worship Jesus. And the things of the world grow strangely dim. And you say, Jesus, I love you. I love you. And it's at this point that you can have an encounter with God that will pick you up and you'll be able to carry on and you say, God loves me, his plans are for me. And when things happen in the world today, you say, Bethlehem, oh, Bethlehem, It took hundreds of years for God's plan to come true. And in my life, God's plans are going to come true today because he does not break promises. 
come back to Bethlehem and realize that God's promises never fail. Mary had an encounter with God. Joseph had an encounter with God. And now you can have that same encounter and just feel the love of God. A God who's not punishing. A God who welcomes you back. It says, welcome home. Welcome home. May you welcome Jesus into your heart this Christmas season. Merry Christmas, and to all a good night.